Listen, sweetheart, put down your heaters and make like a mannequin, because this is a star to steer her by. I'm your boss, Ames, and I'm surrounded by other criminal masterminds. Kato. <laughs> Jakey Two-Toes. I'm rubbish without a script. <laughs> Chris. That's a weird gangster name. <laughs> we just call him Rubbish for short. There we go. We're going to have to put him on ice for that. Because we make him take out the trick. All right, go on, Twist. Let's go. <laughs> twist. <laughs> Listen, I prefer tomato. <laughs> you can't talk to my broad that way. <laughs> oh, okay, I can't keep that up forever. That's what he said. This is this is a particularly exciting episode of A Star to Steer Her By because we're talking about the gamesters of Triskelion and a piece of the action. Two episodes that I think the theme of which was terrible, terrible fight combat. Love <laughs> a, a fight choreography. Yep, that's not incorrect. Oh, there was a there was so much, so so much. Let's start with gamesters of Triskelion and see if I remember what on earth happened. So we start with Kirk. Chekhov and Uhura getting ready to beam down to Gamma 2, an unmanned station. But whilst they're in the midst of beaming down, they get kidnapped by the people of Triskelion. They wake up, they learn that they are now being inducted as thralls, which are basically just gladiators. So they're they're on Triskelion. The master thrall Galt informs them that they are now members of their society. They will now live there forever and do battle every so often for the entertainment of their providers. I'll get to the providers in a second. Meanwhile, we meet our other thralls, Lars, Tamun, and Shana, who get paired up. Shana, Shana, I was just thinking that. Shana, na, na. Bowser. And they get paired up with, with our, th- our three uh, heroes. They do battle every so often. There's, there's a lot of just kind of going back and forth between being held captive and doing battle and such. And uh, sexy times. And weird sexy times. Yeah, Kirk, in trying to, to get information from Shana, or Shana, or Shanna. Or which, Shana. I think it was Shana, right? I, was, I, was I saying, don't know. I, I thought of her as Lime Lady Gaga. Yeah. So. She's Lime got, Lady Gaga. She's got the tall green hair. Nice and, and, and the alum, aluminum foil um, bikini. She had a really great rack, but the bo- the booty was I Yeah, was but it was, little... it was always a wedgie, so yeah, but you I don't, could always I'm not into make that. out the I'm contours. not into that as much. Yeah, yeah it was fine with it. The bikini itself was kind of baggy, so it was hard to really see. Yeah, what was they going could have on. done a little better. I feel like if it was TNG, it would have been made out of spandex, and we would all be a lot happier. Oh dear God! Yeah, uh, so yeah, he tries. He tries to woo Shauna to to tell him info about the providers and such, but they have these special necklaces, collars and, of obedience. Yep, they're shock collars for dog obedience school, <laughs> and they get shocked every so often by Galt. Stuff happens for a while. Eventually, Kirk says, I demand to see the providers. Make them visible to me. And the providers bring them to him. It turns out they are brains under a big dome. 
they've been running the shindig the whole time because they have outgrown the need for bodies, which is a theme that we see in all of sci-fi, really. What the fuck are they using the Quatloos for? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Yeah, okay. yeah, they we'll the, the providers have been betting this whole time in in a fictional currency that may or may not even exist. Quatloos. And they decide, well, Kirk, we'll make a we'll make a deal with you because we love gambling so much. And Kirk says, okay, how about because the Enterprise shows up, which is the weird side plot, which is basically just fucking Galileo Seven again of let's all make fun of Spock, who's trying to be fun, trying to be in charge. And the providers say, yes, we we will all give Kirk and crew back to the Enterprise and free all the thralls and and teach them how to form a civilization. But if you lose. We get everyone from the Enterprise to become thralls and imprisoned forever and make make a good gladiator stock. Kirk ends up winning the fight against three other people due to various fight choreo and such. Shana is mad at him because she thinks she lied to him about I don't even remember what. Uh, love. She mostly she, love. She <laughs> yields in a in a death fight, which I think. I thought that if you yielded, you just kept fighting. Yeah, that was weak, right? They were like, it has to be a death, and an injury will be replaced, but she was able to be like, I quit. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cheap. I figured, because it would have been more if he had to... It would have been, yeah. It would have been another Edith Edith Killer of, you you have to kill the one that you are at least a little bit attracted to. So he wins, and everyone's okay, and I guess, assumably, the brains made good on their deal. Who knows? Our other I trust them. Oh, yep. Any brain in a jar I see, I trust empirically. Uh, meanwhile, in a, a piece of the action, another episode where a lot of weird, shady deals keep getting made. <laughs> Makes the, a bit more sense here, though. Yeah, the Enterprise is looking for Space Vessel Horizon, which went missing in Sigma Iosia 2 a hundred years ago, and they just learned about this today. Well, that's because um, it was sent by old by, conventional by old, radio. old radio. Because there's a hundred light years away or something. Yeah, yeah. So so they go to where the horizon was a hundred years ago to see what happened. They get to Sigma Iosia 2 and are are called down by Bella Oxmix, who who requests a meeting with the captain. We get down to the, the planet and learn that everyone is a 1920s gangster. Like literally everyone. Literally yes. everyone. Women and babies included. Yes. If there were dogs, they'd, they'd, they'd all be wearing fedoras. Mm-hmm. Everyone did have a great hat, though. There great were hats. hats. Everyone was so I do kind of wish when that stroller went past Krakow's place and they checked it to make sure it was actually a baby. His mm. little Tommy gun in a there. A tiny gun popped mm-hmm. out, wiggled around a little. Ah, oh, that's his rattle. Exactly. Oh. And it's Sorry, deadly. <laughs> uh, so we meet Bella Oxmix, who has styled the entire planet after a 1920s gangster planet because the Horizon left them the Chicago Mobs of the 20s book. And from that book, they somehow figured out how to be a gangster from the 20s. And Oxmix has been, you know, the, the boss of the biggest gang on the planet. And he's trying to, like, unite so that it can all be one gang. And he can, of course, head it because he's the big guy. And stop all the other gangs from coming and making hits on his people. One of the rival gang leaders is our friend Jojo Krakow, who we meet. And there's a, this is another episode where it's a lot of weird back and forth, a lot of 
Kirk and McCoy and Spock being held captive by one gang or the other gang, and then they switch back and forth between what gang they're being held captive by. They try lots of escape attempts, one of which is trying to make them play a, a fictional card game called Fizzbin. One of them is Kirk rigs up a trip hazard. And then finally, Kirk just decides to play along, and he and Spock don gangster attire. Great mohair fedora. That, oh, that fedora that was fabulous. Oh my god. I want that hat. Steal a car. You look great in that hat. I look. I I could. I could go on. Go for more hats. I think they steal a couple cars. Right? Yeah, just the one. Just the one. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Kirk can't drive. Kirk? Not at all. Yeah. Okay, it's it's too it's too early Are you for a cannon police, Jake. Yeah, we haven't even made it through the summary yet. Yeah. Poor Ames. It's it. I mean, this is a this is a really complicated one because it's so glad it's not my week. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd episode. So Kirk and Spock decide to just play along, decide, okay, we're going to be the biggest mob in the town now and the Federation is going to be our gang. So y'all y'all have to have to I don't know, even have to report to us and we'll give you a piece of the action or something. They trick them into compliance I've lost steam. I don't remember. How. I mean, that's basically where. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah, and then, and then they, to, they they ultimately stun all of their guys using the phasers from the Enterprise oh, yes, they do. to convince them that they should play ball, mm. as it were. And then they're like, "Yeah, forty percent sounds a real reasonable, boss." And then the Enterprise leaves. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. And yeah. Kirk has that's to it. send a very weird report. Yep. Back to Starfleet, and we do. Get poor McCoy having to inform them that he left his communicator on the planet because he must be a terrible doctor that just leaves things pe- in in people and on planets. In so, people. I mean, look at that team in Neary where they all like went for walkabouts and left their communicators and I think phasers behind. Mm. <laughs> Starfleet personnel just don't care about keeping a close phasers. eye on their equipment. You mean those fancy heaters? Yes. Yes, I do. Can I can I just make a note of something right away that yeah. made me, that made me like really smile? You know how we were talking like last time or very recently about like why don't they have fucking flashlights? Do they have a standard thing? When they go to, I don't remember if it's in the pe- a piece of the action or it's a piece of the action. Is it? Kirk is like, all right, Bones, Spock. Standard, you know, we're going down there. Standard kit or something. And I was like, so you do have sta- or standard equipment. Mm. I was like, so you do have standard equipment, but it just definitely doesn't include a it's flashlight. Just a phaser in the communicator. Yeah, I actually noticed in as as while we're talking about this, as they were getting beamed down in the transporter room, Scotty just gives them here's your communicator, here's your phaser, because they're all kept in the transporter room apparently. <laughs> Here's your communicator. Here's your phaser. Here's the baggie of Cheerios. I don't think it was Scotty. I thought it was like I don't even know if it was Kyle. I think it was just random. Yeah. Oh, well, I knew that they got you know they yeah. they lo- they lined up and everyone got got their handout of their away team kit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then again, in the previous episode, they already had it on when they walked in. So yeah. no consistency. Yeah. Sometimes they just leave them everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they probably do. I mean, it would make sense. Because chances are you don't, you're not going to need a communicator on the ship. Yeah, because they're everywhere. They've right. got the intercom You're not going to need a phaser on the ship, hopefully. But Kirk usually has a communicator when he's wandering around. I feel like he often uses the intercoms. The wall panel I feel thing, like yeah. I've seen him. Computer, call Spock for Maybe, Maybe not, maybe not, I don't know. But like, it does make sense that those things would be in the transporter room, because that's a good place 
to have them. Yeah, because yeah. you're often going to need them when you go. To so there's not there's not a, a, wep- a weapons room, uh, an artillery or anything. Everything's just in whatever room they're most useful in. Well, that's what it seems like. Well, there's I probably mean, an artillery. Also. I mean, they if we go by standard like armory team room, stuff. if we go by Star Small Trek, arms locker. If we go by Star Trek Six. You know, the kitchen has a well, right yeah, locker yeah, with just, a phaser like, in it. Well, like every every room just has like a little like locker. Phaser cubby. Just yeah. just in case you gotta prove a point to Mr. Chekhov. Mm. Oh dear. But yeah, uh Gamesters. Let's which is that gamesters. a word? Is Gamester a word? I think that's a word. Game. They like play games. Yeah. Someone or someone who runs a array of games. Okay. Speaking of phasers, why is it that the phaser is a great weapon except for any time you actually would need it? You mean when, how, when they lock up or can't they just be used? Yeah, it's like it's the easiest weapon to disable. Yeah, that's true. It, they are constantly either being drained or switched off remotely. Or yeah. crunched. I mean, I presume, or sent to yeah, overload. Yeah. I presumed on, on Triscalian, or Triscalian, I guess, that it was the, the providers and their special... Space well, magic. Special or, brain power. I, mean, I feel powers. like it's sort of, it's sort of like there's, there's a common... There's a trope in TNG, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about in the future, but where... Mr. Worf is always the first person to get his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Because he's supposed to be the toughest. So, yeah. So if he gets his ass kicked, that just shows you how powerful this being is. So it's just a joke that, like, anytime someone beams onto the Enterprise, the first thing they do is kick Worf's ass. And I feel like the, the original series does this by having either the phaser getting crunched yep. because the person's super strong or the... Strange beings controlling the place can just remotely disable them. Yep. Anytime the communicators don't work, it's usually a good sign that shit's happened as well. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the teleporter doesn't work, or yeah. you can't get shields up or down. Yeah. Like, at what point do they add just, like, a dart gun or something <laughs> to the, to the <laughs> standard A, a gun! Just, just a, a gun! gun. <laughs> heater. A, a heater. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, haha, we disabled your energy weapon. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we had pistols. I mean, like, that seems like it would be, like, a good secondary function of the phaser. Like, you flip up the top, and, like, it, there's just a gun in... Like, a one-shot <laughs> like one derringer like yeah, or yeah. something, you know? Just just for emergencies. And you can pistol whip people, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They never just hit them with their guns. <laughs> just picture them, like, th- whipping the gun at someone's head. Mm. Remember that little commercial for, like... AT&T where it was like oh yeah well my phone has theft deterrent theft deterrent and he like whips it in the guy's face I forgot all about that Don't commercial that's a great that commercial. commercial we'll link to hmm. that it's not relevant it's just <laughs> God fantastic knows if it's hilarious it's, we'll, we'll it's, it's on YouTube I, I know it is my favorite throwing a thing at somebody's head is from the Big Lebowski when the uh, the police chief throws his coffee mug at Jeff Bridges I, I haven't seen it in a while so no. it's pretty funny I was playing Overwatch with someone called the Big Lebowski last night. Were you? Yeah. Mm. It was great. It was great. Mm. Shout out to that guy. So this episode, Gamesters here, was, to my mind, tonally all the fuck over the place. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. There's real plight on the planet. Yeah, they're they're slaves. Yeah, yeah. But they don't know it. And I mean, I was thinking this before we got to the, was that a rape scene? Oof. Like, I was already thinking, because you'd go from the planet where there's, like, real threat to the Enterprise, where it's like, you know, they're taking the search seriously, but there's also sort of a levity element because Spock and Bones are, you know, yeah, making making jokes about geese. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, even the waterfowl. Not even that. From the offing, like, Mr. Spock, they vanished. I assume you mean in a manner inconsistent with the usual 
you know, whatever yeah. he says there. I just want to go, to go, you're a fucking asshole, don't make light of this! I'm a fucking expat! Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everything that happened on the Enterprise was just silly. Yeah, which really, if the whole episode had been kind of lighthearted, that would have been fine. But no, there's a rape. Yeah. There's... Uh, attempted rape. I well, that's true. She beat she beat him up. No. <laughs> Jesus she Christ. She fought him off, I should Did say. Did she? Because I could not tell Well, she what still was had happening. the pitcher in her hand, which makes me think she just beat him with a fucking pitcher until he went away. Well, and he <laughs> angrily was kind of like, oh. You, you're, she's not allowed to resist selection, which makes me think that like he didn't. Yeah, didn't Elvis make... didn't have his way with her. Mm. I hope. Ugh. Yeah, it was, it was super so uncomfortable. The fact that it was also you could just see the shadows and just see Shatner being like, "What's going on? What's going on? Oh, are you okay, Lieutenant?" Meanwhile, Ugh. Chekhov doesn't even care and is busy macking on lemonade. Yeah. B. Arthur. Chekhov's <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Chekhov's like, I will be very willing if you would like to... And she's like, no, I'm your drill thrall. I'm not gonna... But then she was kind of like, well, maybe we'd get chosen for each other. Wait, so... I thought she was into it and he wasn't. They both were. Like, I mean, he, he kind of ran both, hot and cold. They both were, but were waiting to be told. She was a Chekhov. good Russian woman, so... I, <laughs> I think uh, Chekhov's a virgin, so he was just scared. Yeah. But we've had lots of scenarios where he could totally get laid, but I what just What about think his chick from the apple? No, no. They didn't no. make it? No. No, they she... Did, they just made out in front of some names? You know what it is? He's a premature ejaculator, for sure. That's mm. probably what it is. <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, no. I, I, I thought of our regulars this week, I was like... <laughs> That's why she broke up with him. <laughs> when you saw him making all those faces talking to the talking to his drill thrall, that, was, that wasn't faces of awkwardness. Yeah, no, that was ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a towel? Oh. That's, that's the you real... You have Pavel for Pavel? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a Chekhov's gun joke in here somewhere. Oh, no! oh. off too soon. Oh, boy. Before the end of the third act. Uh. This is why you have to make sure the phasers aren't <laughs> functional. <laughs> why they have to be set to stop? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. well, yeah, no when, when, set to fun. <laughs> when they first walk in, it's like, all right, so you've got a caveman... Elvis, Lime Lady Gaga, and Lemonade B. Arthur, and then Dracula with his dry skin. Lemonade. And then, like, some random Andorian shows up. Yeah, during the fight during scene. The fight. It's like they realize, like, I don't know, they were like, we didn't, they didn't feel like paying that black guy to come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, Whatever. by the way, was anyone else super uncomfortable that he was in, like, a leopard print loincloth? Oh, I didn't even Yeah, know I was uncomfortable with all of it. I was uncomfortable that they also chose, like, Uhura to be the one that took the first hit. I was like, okay, this is weird. Too. This is all so, oddly like, racially they, charged. Like, they were going to whip the man. Too. Yeah. Like, that was what was about to happen. Before. Yeah. But it sounded like they were supposed to be hitting him with their weapons. Like, for me, what that scene, what it sounded like to me, and what it sounded like when they were, when Kirk takes his place, was that they were going to be using him for target practice. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. With their little sword yeah, but things. then Lou Ferrigno comes out with the whip. I know, but whip. that's what I'm saying. That, that to me, seemed like... There was disconnect there yeah. because because yeah. he's like, oh, it's going to be a pity to lose you, Kirk. You're going to die. Nobody dies from whipping. Well, I, I mean, mean, maybe, but there's also just the fact that you know, in the last gambit at the end, uh, the the rules of the game are that Kirk has to stay on the yellow, and he doesn't do that at no, all. No, and the he other keeps team, going the other team outside. Goes on the other, yeah, the other yeah, team goes was, on his color. There were no, yeah, there, no there was rules. very little order. But I suppose you could maybe argue that what it was is they maybe were really going to kill that other guy. But with Kirk, because he was still in training, they were just trying to frighten him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, they actually maybe would have killed the other fella. Whip him was... a little until they paint big red stripes yeah. on him. Yeah, 
Were they red for you all? They were, they like, were like a maroon. Gray. Oh, oh ours, well, we I had like say, maroon stripes. I think yeah, like ours, uh, you know, because we had the you know the non remastered, so it's sort of a muddy, purpley gray. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what the fuck is on him? I'm like, oh, they're supposed to be lashes. Like it looked That's more like right. long, like if they're supposed to be bruises. It would be a good color, but because it's supposed to be like the welts, welts, it's like not quite. That yeah, was. no, it didn't look great. You know, this episode is also the origin of celebrated internet meme, the kiss punch. That's a, that's a meme. I, I feel like I've seen that okay. before. Oh, like that where where Kirk Max on Shauna and then yeah. slugs immediately her. slugs her unconscious. Poor Shauna. She really has no fucking idea what civilization. Wait, because she was born into this. Yeah, I mean it's 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 like people from the Apple as well. Like, they don't know what kissing is, and she's like, "Oh, is this is this helping? Please help me some more." Yeah, playing into your line, Lady Gaga. You could say she was born that. way. <laughs> That's true. Yikes. That is true. Uh, it's funny though because I was literally making a note like, because they implied everyone else was pretty much kidnapped. So with her, it's like, how does she not know anything? Is she is she not from anywhere? And right when I was writing that note, she was like, Yeah, no, I was born here. And I was like, Oh. That's that answered then. Gonna erase that. Good job, like filling in a plot hole. And then I accidentally erased all my notes. He was gonna but... say, Oh. So the brain trust. <laughs> <laughs> So they... You, you did notice they were under the same dome from uh, Lazarus's ship, right? You know right? what they were under? You remember that? There was a... Um, they have creepy... Oh, yeah, because they had the little sparkle thing. Did they have yucky beard hairs as well? <laughs> under, 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 they under evolved. Yeah. They evolved beyond the knee. Listen, you know how expensive a glass dome is? <laughs> like, that's a pricey piece of kit. No, you know what it reminded me of? You remember the... Um, I don't know if you guys had, like, an arcade in your town that you'd go to, but there was this game at the arcade yes! with the lights. Yes, you light. had to yep. hit the, um, yeah. for the bonus round, it would be like 10, 9, 8 on the outside. Yeah, and, and if you got it right in the middle, I you got the jackpot. I used to fucking jackpot that fucking game every time I went to an arcade. Yeah, I got a jackpot on that a couple times. And so then it just like I... spits up tickets for the next 15 minutes. I actually, it was great, because I actually once got a jackpot when it was like 700 or something. Ooh, that's pretty good. And then What's I once called? got a jackpot when it was lightning. like 150, which uh, was I don't know. I feel like it had different Bullets, names. Blitz, Yeah, lightning. depending on where you were, it was branded differently. Yeah, because it was just like, it was like one game and then they probably put different logos stickers and shit yeah, on yeah. It. shit I do remember but I that's remember what their that. brain thing reminded me of was yeah. the, like that was going to be the game that they wanted to play oh, I was <laughs> I was hoping it would be whack-a-mole Damn, I owned with the brains just whack 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 what about that crocodile one you ever play the crocodile one no I haven't oh man I remember oh, that one it's like whack-a-mole except so they have to close like, their mouths there, yeah, there yeah, are yeah. six tunnels oh, they had that. there are six tunnels that they come out and you hit them one at a time but then at the end they're like oh okay no, lots of us really quickly super fucking easy though and you that was use your hands yeah no you would use your hands and you'd be boss. Yeah, that, sure. that was that, that was like that like was drum training. That was one of the ones yeah. like very much intended for like smaller children, like the short ski ball. Still get on tickets. I'm playing it. Yeah, no, 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 I know shit. exactly. <laughs> I want to go to an arcade now. <laughs> so do a lot of our listeners. We yeah. apologize if you're not near one, and we've now given you a serious Jones. I don't apologize. Go. Oh, so gangsters of Triskelion. Yes. Yes. Sadly, no arcade games to be found in this episode. I think the whole thing was an arcade well, game. Oh, that was the point I was making. So the brains. <laughs> yes. The brains of the operation. They. <laughs> so they. They obviously knew who Kirk and Uhura and Chekhov were and wanted them specifically. Yeah. And they reached out through space yep. to whip them out of the Enterprise and bring. Dozens of light years away. Dozens. Even. Mm, or a level Far, much farther than any transporter could possibly yeah. work. Hello, Khan from Star Trek to the 
the shitty one. What was the fucking Star Trek Into, Into Darkness. Into Darkness, where Khan beams to fucking Kronos. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck that. Fuck that movie. Well, it's funny. They talk about yeah. You know, there, there's transwarp beaming is basically uh, poo pooed here. But more amusingly, they say, oh, I wonder how long someone could realistically stay inside a uh, transporter pattern. And I'm like, well. <laughs> well just ask Scotty that in about 130 years or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know what else is interesting? So Chekhov gets kidnapped by brain people. Yeah. Uh, it was originally supposed to be Sulu, but Sulu was away working on filming the Green Berets at the time, so they swapped in Chekhov, and Chekhov just got his ass kicked constantly, so... Mm. I think Sulu could have gotten out of that. Yeah, I find it a little more believable, frankly. Every, that... every fight, they're just, they just grab Chekhov, and then he's like, okay, I yield. No, that's actually, that was what's funny, was it was the same trope from The Trouble with Tribbles, when he was, like, beating on, like, the the big guy with, like, bolt fists, and the big guy is just sitting there unyielding, and then just <laughs> fucking manhandles Chekhov, like, go yeah. away, kid, you bother me? It felt very much like when he got in the mm. fight with the Klingon. Yeah, it would have been harder to believe that Sulu would keep going down quickly. Like, I'd expect oh, him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yep, thanks. I was waiting for that. I was thinking it. I wasn't going to say it. I figured if I waited long enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sex, Lexia. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd expect Sulu to put up a bit more of a fight. Yeah, probably. Although, I mean, the same, I mean, Chekhov just seems completely incompetent to me. It's just in everything he does. He did manage <laughs> to somehow bind and gag, you know, B. Arthur. I think well, that was just uh, part of their was, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> everything about this episode, I was like, really, the callers of obedience. Someone on the fucking team is definitely a dumb. There's some kind of kinky shit happening yeah, in the production. Well, then there were the harnesses for yeah, no reason. Yeah, the harnesses, yeah. the whip, the, the fucking... The shirtless harness, and no one else had to wear the fucking thing. The net that they didn't use properly at all. Yeah, no. What was up with that? No. It did get a weapon out of somebody's hand, though. So yeah. True. Yeah, but they didn't use it like a net. No, no, they did not. But yeah, no. Well, the others had the harnesses, but they kept their clothes on underneath them because they're not yeah. Kirk. Kirk Ooh. got to take... Well, Kirk also had the, the big cut, so maybe yes. the cut was... was... Like, they ruined his shirt. Yeah, they that's true. Sure they were sure, so therefore you have to wear nothing but this harness. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's what happened to Shauna too. I mean, <laughs> she had to wear underwear the whole time. Yeah, sexy silver underwear that covers your navel, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, so like, aside from speaking of harnesses, sort of. Uh, no, not at all. Um, it's just a bad segue. <laughs> aside from the obviously horrifying attempted rape against Ahura, what like really bothered me about all of that was, like, the two guys get drill thralls because they're, like, going to become, like, warriors or gladiators, whatever. And, like, they send someone to, like, inseminate her? Like, the first thing that, what's his name? Fucking Galt. Does that have anything to do with John Galt? Is there a way to tie in John Galt to I've been this? trying to figure that out the whole time. Okay, I don't great. think so. So Galt is like, oh yes, an Uhura, you have the same spirit as your captain. And the first thing he does is try to knock her up. I know, and considering they've had fucking Shauna for her whole life, and, and she says, oh, I've never been matched up with somebody. And not a stretch mark to be found, so I buy it. She's clearly never born any children. Never tried to have her and Elvis get it on. I just don't, I just didn't, like... are just waiting for the right stock to match her up with, or what? I just was really bothered by it. Like, I was just kind of like, but... I mean, I know it's the 60s. Yeah, that was troubling. And, you know, like, the the lemon chick goes to Chekhov saying, like, oh, maybe if we're bought by the same provider, then we'll be matched up. And Chekhov's like, 
maybe. <laughs> and and Kirk's seduction t- technique uh, reappeared oh, on Shana when she just puts his faith face on her face. Kirk, I mean. Shatner was going full Shatner this episode, first of all. He, like, I get up from the opening, I was like, okay, we're going full Shatner today, aren't we? And yes, we did. He got so over-enthusiastic, a little speech about the stars. Mm. And then, uh, oh god, what else? Oh, the shouting when she was, uh, oh, you're killing her! I was like, anyone who gets really excited about his con in Wrath of Khan... Never saw this episode yeah, because this was dialed up to eleven compared to what he did. Well, because people always stretch it out. It's really him just going con, and people always stretch well, it out to like play, three million. Then they, then they, they like re- echo it. Yeah, a they couple echo times. it. That's, and that's what it is. Why. Yeah, people remember the echoing as a single drawn out. Well, they're con. fucking wrong. They are wrong. Yes. But yeah, here he he was he was hamming it up. He was so much, so much. <laughs> but even. Not just him, though. Even when he was doing his little speech about the stars and this and that, even the music got really overdramatic. Mm. And it was like, everyone was in on it. Yeah. I really loved the moment when, you know, he's, he's questioning Shauna and, and trying to, like, get information about the providers. And he's like, oh, are, are they machines? What are they? And it's like, because he really wants to talk them to death. Yeah. He even still kind of tries <laughs> at the end. Yeah, he does. He's like... Have I told you about this logical fallacy? <laughs> <laughs> like, you can kind of see it in his face when he sees their brains. Like, okay, they're not technically computers, but maybe it'll work. He does see that, oh, there's, you're hooked up to machinery. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can do this. this. Now, can we talk about what a shitty bet he made? <laughs> oh my yes. god. For everybody on the Enterprise yeah, it's who like, like, had no on, idea. Captain. Like, You're going to sell your whole ship into Enterprise on the assumption that you can you can kill three people. Yeah. Well, to be fair... With your bare hands. His initial bet was one-on-one. Yeah. Of course, one of those one would have been Chekhov. That's true. That's why you really needed Sulu um, instead. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what a fucking risky endeavor. Yeah. I mean, they would potentially have to be killed anyway, so... That's true. Plus, if all 400 of them were down there, they would have fucked that place up in about 10 minutes. They could yeah, have worked out the, some kind of... But the, the, the chamber with the brain boys is a kilometer down, so... Yeah, they, they, but they'd have all just swarmed Dracula. That's and true. Only Dracula could run the fucking things. It, it, it would have been fine. Yeah, because I wonder, like, if he... Because it seems like he's using some kind of brain power. Like Galtes? Yeah. So, like, glowy, presumably... Shiny yeah. He's got glowy, shiny, shiny eyes. Shiny, happy, galty. And instant pudding on his face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we had any instant pudding. We mostly just got the... Yeah, he had very weird splotches. Oh, skin. yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it looked, the, it the makeup like the, was bad. Like powder. Really dry. That's I, my, my note before it was lost forever was uh, Dracula's got some dry skin here. Well, mm. he's... He's been alive, man. Have you seen that planet? He's been undead for eternity, so like, <laughs> of course he's a little dry. But yeah, he probably couldn't activate 400 collars at once. I'm sure I don't he know. He's, he he's could. pretty powerful. Do we think? I bet he Guess his power from the providers. Oh, I don't know. I'm just and we see how mm. powerful the providers are. Actually, we never see how powerful the providers are. They don't. They're they just never do anything. Degenerate gambling addicts. Oh my like, god! You know what, was, what was very? I bet five hundred quatlos that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, are they just doing constant math in their heads? Like, okay, if, if we all started with a hundred quatlo with, with a thousand quatlos or so, and we've just been verbally saying what we bet for years and years and years. How do they know what they still have? They have a if they... <laughs> There's an Excel sheet somewhere. Yeah. What do 
they using the Quatloos for? I just want to know. Like, what? I'm going to buy some cocaine with these Quatloos. No, some I, th- I think it's just, just a power thing. It's just a power thing. It's like, oh, I won. I won this many Quatloos. Therefore, I'm the best. Like, they're supposed to be these super advanced beings. They've they've evolved beyond the need for a physical body, and they're so fucking superior. But they just need to get the fucking... All dollars on red! Well, you know what it is? It just proves that in the Star Trek universe, evolution is kind of like online gaming. Mm. Even if you're terrible... If you play enough, you'll have a good level. So these guys, they're not actually advanced. They just survived long enough somehow that they yes. evolved to be just brains. I didn't grind for 4,000 years. So I get only five quadloos. Probably all fucking Hanzo mains. Mm. Still gotta write that article. Write that article, Caitlin. What is this an article about? She, she wants to do oh, an about article which, about Overwatch. Who's gonna yeah. mean what, yeah. And yet, all and yet, the only thing that they find meaningful or entertaining is watching gladiator fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like no, you can't like you know create art or write books. You well, can't they don't have any or, hands or, or think yeah, but they can thoughts. I mean, considering they can apparently just think people to other sides of the universe, I'm sure if they wanted, they could make a brush and float in the air, or they yeah. could just transport themselves I, to other worlds and see them. I they suspect could, they this could, is... They could bring fucking Kodos and have his, his Shakespeare troupe perform Shakespeare for him. Nope. If, he, if he weren't dead. Yeah. Super dead. I mean, yeah, I, I guess there's a point to be made about if, you, if you're very old and you've seen everything and you've done everything and you're only a brain living inside an arcade game. <laughs> that, you know, the last, you know, the last iota of interest you might have could be gladiatorial combat because that's weird and unpredictable and you can get different beings well the i the i oceans were a piece of the action what you said iota i was making a terrible joke oh my God. <laughs> you're fired uh, <laughs> but yeah I, I, the motivation of the providers is Questionable, very. Yeah, and their quatloos are ridiculous. Yeah, their their monetary system, which makes no sense. I mean, what are they? Are they buying shit from each other later? Like, I I need a bottle of gin. <laughs> quatloos for your thought. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the fucking brain boys. They're just I don't, I don't understand them. They're they're not cool. They're they look stupid. The effect was bad. Yeah, was they were they enough. were they looked like a fucking stoplight because they were red and yellow and green. <laughs> yes, you clearly just either a hand or a mechanism underneath making them go back and yeah, forth. And I'm sure it was just like some fucking Halloween decoration they bought. Yeah, no, it was yeah. like it was a brain thing, right? Yeah, it looked like it was a plastic cauliflower. Yeah, it, it, it didn't even look like it wasn't like slimy. Like they could have made yeah. those brains. They could have made those brains out of like gelatin and it yeah. would look way better than whatever they did. Or at least slop some Vaseline on them, but they yeah. needed all that for the lenses for the shots of Shauna, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She had and so they, much eye makeup. And to get Shatner into her his pants. Her eye makeup was gorgeous. It I made her like, eyes look like they were half her face. Well, you know why? Partly because she used, they had white eyeliner on her lower waterline. And that gives the appearance of much bigger eyes. Speaking about her lower waterline. Are we talking about the bikini again? She had great rack. That's her upper waterline, I think. <laughs> well, her lower waterline, I'm sure, was fine as well. Actually, you know, the the bottom of her bikini was a little weird. I mean, the, the it looked back, like a diaper. I mean, there was the it back. Was the back was 
was diapery and billowy. But even the front, it was kind of like grandma panty kind yeah, of she, thing. Yeah, like she got puffy. Yeah, well, it was, you know, her, her outfit... Her outfit was fine. What am I talking about? It was yeah, I liked it. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. Also, she picked up a pair of gloves tucked in her belt, but she never wore them. She did have gloves in her belt. I was wondering why. I, I was waiting for them to get used. She wanted to wanted to uh, start a duel. Yeah, there we I go. feel like Some I've kind seen of her sexy knife before. Thing. I think that was a Klingon knife earlier was it at some that, point. Yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't Jack the Ripper's knife. It's been a generic alien yeah. knife. Well, it's more like than a once. knife, but it's got a handle that has a hole in it. It, it looks like the handle could double as a carrot scraper, except yeah. you have to hold it by the blade to use it, so it would be very inefficient. Yeah. I mean, hmm, not if your main goal was to cut the shit out of your hands while scraping carrots. Yeah, I, I mean, want some bloody carrots Ca- today. Carrots, oh. carrots are forbidden on this planet. So if you like, that's how they train people not to eat carrots. Yeah, <laughs> all they eat are those little bowls of peas that they call. Although nourishment. you don't, you know, what folks, is what is this? Folks, listen up. You is don't actually need to peel carrots. People are always peeling carrots. You don't. You just wash them off. They're fine. You can eat a carrot. Well, what if they got the, all the roots still sticking out of it? That's fucking fine. The whole thing's a root. That's true. It's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, carrots yeah, but... are delicious. Here's another interesting carrot fact Thank for you. all of you. <laughs> they make your tits bigger? Have <laughs> you ever heard No. That? I don't I know that. That, that used to be a thing. Go on. Wow. Well, well, that explains uh, <laughs> my busty appearance. I ate lots of carrots. It did not love, pay off. I love carrots. But here's the thing. Baby carrots are a fucking lie. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yep. There are no baby carrots. They're just regular carrots that are cut down small. This yep. is true. Yep. And they're probably, even worse than that, they're probably like the deformed, ugly-looking ones. That is what they, they are, yeah. That they can't sell because yep. they don't look right. Yep. And another interesting carrot fact. You know why carrots are orange? Mm-hmm. The king of orange because... Carrots, you see, you know, like rainbow carrots. You ever see rainbow carrots yeah. for sale? No, they're like never purple. Seen I watch a lot they're, of they're chops, different. So ca- yes. They're different colors. Okay, that's what all carrots were. Like carrots used to be many different colors. Then in um, Denmark, they bred them specifically to be orange to celebrate the king of orange. Who was the king, the king of, of, of Denmark? Oh, okay. See, you, you you fooled us often enough on this show that I've, I'm not no, sure I've, if that's I've heard, real. I've heard that too. No, no, I believe William this. Warren was the king. Like the, he unified Denmark or some. He did huh. some. I don't. You know, someone, like, someone with better like Scandinavian history can fill us in on exactly what happened. But basically, to celebrate his victory in in unifying these these Scandinavian peoples, you know, he was the king of all of Scandinavia or whatever. And they're, they celebrate him. They're like, well, you know, he loves fucking carrots, and everyone loves carrots, and he loves carrots, and he loves fucking carrots. So why don't we make carrots orange like his name, and also give them vaginas? No, he sticks them up his butthole. Oh, is that why they're wider at the end? Yeah, it's a tapered carrot. Yeah, it makes it all makes sense. But if now. you go too far in, the greens <laughs> come out your butthole, and it just looks like a rabbit tail. Well, that's uh, that's also a kink that probably somebody on Star Trek, uh, the Star Trek projection team, would be into. That's true. They do make plugs with tails. So, so game users <laughs> of Tresserian, you got anything else, Chris? <laughs> For an episode that I feel like is is very fondly remembered, it's it's kind of middling. It's goofy. It wasn't middling. I liked it. it. I see. I just couldn't deal with the fact that it was tonally all over the place. See, here's the thing: if you're gonna have a violent attempted rape on the planet, you fucking need some levity on the ship. This was a fucking dark episode, like really dark. That's fair. I'm kind of grateful that they weren't just like everything's bleak and terrible. at, at, At the same time, I feel as though. Some of the jokes on the ship were a little, you know, Spock with his oh wild aquatic fowl. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what did you do? Yeah, 
you you fucking know all this like random horse shit about uh that's the thing he always knows these random fucking things about earth but it's like you've never heard the term wild goose chase because you he, seem to know a lot about 1990s he knows history that or whatever o- daniel only had his faith that's for it for fuck's sake yeah that's exactly that's exactly what it was the daniel and the lion's den so you fucking know about daniel and the lion's den but you've never heard the phrase a wild goose chase because i'll tell you i heard a wild goose chase way before i knew who daniel was yeah. or his lion's den yeah and you so i call and you, and bullshit you talk to earth I mean, I all the time he's out of his fucking mind what is daniel some i don't know story, he went into the lion's den something didn't something. die maybe he did die who really knows god at least old testament god, god. such a fucking shit it's <laughs> Old Testament God was a douchebag. Old Testament God oh, would kill your whole let's, family let's, let's to test you. Earth and then tell this jerk off to build a fucking boat. <laughs> well, do it in the don't not 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 in that order. Strike that, reverse it. If you flood the Earth first and then tell him about it, it's yeah, too like, like Noah's like clinging to a piece of driftwood, and God's like, "Hey, man, you should build a boat." I imagine, oh, you fucking loser. I imagine with a big fucking blunt in his hand, like Noah. <laughs> He should have built a boat, dude. <laughs> uh, God's a prick. <laughs> Let's move on before we can... So, wow. how about a piece of the action? How about that episode? Tell me about that, tuts. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you turn into Jerry Lewis in the end? <laughs> I mean, look at, look at this episode. Kirk turned into Bugs Bunny. That's true. Oh my god, that's exactly <laughs> His accent right. was straight out of bugs. Hey, it was Scotty, amazing. this is Kike. Okay, how? Here's my question. Spocko. How did all the the uh, Sigma Ioceans know to talk like that just from a book? Because I'm sure the book didn't have the fucking Ronyanese dialect. Well, in it. it was from the 90s, so maybe it came with like a shitty CD-ROM. Oh, it oh. might have. That would make sense. <laughs> that reminds me, guys. It's 2017. Don't forget to get your 25th anniversary edition of Chicago Mobs of the 20s. That's true. <laughs> is yeah. It, is it real? I don't no. think so. I'm going to look it up. Um, I like how the book was always like they actually printed it giant like a like Bible. Like a Bible. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, and everybody had one. Okay, yeah, like. I, I, I really like the premise here. Go Some on. of the execution's weird, but I like the idea. And it's an idea that they'll drag out Again, with the Nazi planet. Which um, is only a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's where, where Spock will feel much more at home. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the, the idea that, oh, you know, uh, the, 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 the Federation contamination, da, da, da. Prime directive, prime directive, prime directive. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's far-fetched and it's silly. But it's an interesting idea. And I like, uh, there were some little touches in this episode that I really appreciated. For example, when they first walk into... Oxmix's offices. He's playing pool, but yeah. he clearly doesn't know how to play pool. Like he's. Seen, I call. I called you down here so you could watch me play pool. Like he's. If you watch what he's doing, he's just hitting random balls. He's not following any rules to any pool game that I've ever seen. Mm. And it's, you are an expert in billiards. Well, I've seen. I mean, you know, you know. So if you're playing billiards, you know, you hit the cue ball. I mean, that's. That's how that game is played. But he's hitting random balls, and he's not even hitting them towards or into pockets. 
He's just batting balls around the table. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and, um, that's what his secretary but was like, for. It, it, hey. But like, it's, <laughs> like at first I was like, wow, they really didn't put a lot of effort into this. Like They just told him just play with the ball, pool balls. But the, the more I thought about it, the more I'm trying to give them credit for being like, well, maybe the book included a picture mm. or pictures of a pool table, but didn't include any rules, rules of pool. So yeah. they knew how to build a pool table. But they had no idea what to do with it. I wondered if when we, when we saw some gangsters playing poker or whatever game they were playing, if they were actually playing by any manner of rules. But yeah, I, they I just seem to be throwing cards think, and money around. Well, yeah, they might have we left, they might have left pool off the shitty CD-ROM, but certainly they wouldn't have left poker off the shitty CD-ROM. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's almost like... Actually, they learned poker from the Horizon guys before they left. Oh, that actually that could make more be sense. reasonable, yeah. But, I don't know. I, I like this idea that you have this civilization that sort of can understand the, they're, the, they're the syntax yeah. of, of like, like things, but not mm. the semantics. So, like, they're yeah. not getting the context of, of like... For, another example is just, like, you have all these bosses. Now, obviously, the Chicago gangsters of the 1920s were specifically involved in criminal activity with bootlegging and things like that. Obviously, they're not bootlegging on this planet. They're just playing the parts of gangsters. Yeah. yeah. Although, Oxmix does say he distills his own liquor. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's not like there's... but that's the thing. They're the official distilleries. Right. There's no one stopping them. So it's like they got the idea of what gangsters do, which is... You know, make hits. Yeah, make hits and talk, you know, eh, see. And, and they have, pimp women, apparently. Yeah, and, and have hookers. You know, it's, it's, they get the very surface level of what it's like to be a gangster, but none of the context, none of the yeah. actual reasons why you would behave that way. Yeah. If only, they brought a co- if only they brought a copy of Batman, the, the Keaton Nicholson Batman along when mm. they went, because it was 92, so. That's or, true. Can I say? So they could have. What's what's interesting too is is that point where uh, Krakow yes uh, objects Krakow or Krakow is Krakow yeah Krakow. Krakow. Yes. isn't Krakow a place in like Poland yeah it is it's, he's right it, it's Krakow Krakow okay. uh, but Krakow objects that he was he's never been arrested before it's like so does that mean they have a token police force just so they can fight the police on occasion well I can hmm. imagine that. In the book, it talks about gangsters being arrested, so they know that they might not know what being arrested means. Yeah, they just know that it's a bad thing that you wouldn't want happen. That would be it shameful. When for someone a puts the bag on you, right? Or, or there are police, but they're just kind of another gang. Yes, but instead of trying to take over, they just try to arrest the other gangsters. They don't really know what to do after that. They're like, well, we got you. I, I guess you can go home now. That would have been a great joke in the episode, as if like you know they're being held up by Krakow's guys or something, and the. The coppers show up, and yeah. you know they and Kirk and Spock think, "Oh, well, that's great. The cops are here." And then the cops are like, "All right, come on, we're putting them on ice." Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. It would have been good. But uh, here I am rewriting Star Trek episodes. Yeah. Here's here's my my big question. We meet this little street urchin kid who pulls his own little corvette maneuver. Yeah. Uh, like you do in every episode now. Yep. Um, and he demands a piece of the action from Kirk and Spock. Kirk and Spock never give him a piece of the action, even though they shook on it as a contract. This kid is going to grow up, figure out the communicator device that McCoy left, get in touch with them, and get in, get them in some kind of trouble. This is the next Kelvin timeline Star Trek film, is what it you're should writing be. right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, I have a note here. Actually, I have two notes. First of all, he said the title, because the little hey, boy is actually the first one to say piece of the action. 
But I have a note. Does this mean Kirk has to guarantee the boy a position in the new government? <laughs> Maybe he'll be the new treasurer. Because in the end, he mentions that their 40% will go into the treasury and yeah, yeah. that the people will have that, to... That's what it is. There's, there's a, so he becomes treasurer. There's a scene we didn't out. see where Kirk is leaving. He's like, oh, uh, by the way, there's some squid out there. Give him a job. And then he leaves. <laughs> so I have a... I, I, I remember this episode. I've seen this episode multiple times. But my my most vivid sort of memory of this episode is these, there's a segment in the 25th anniversary NES game for Star Trek. There's okay. a Star Trek NES game for the, the 25th anniversary that they made. And basically they, they do the plots of several episodes and you have to do stuff. And, and this was one of the episodes. The other one, I feel like another one that was in there was the... Um, the apple, I feel like you had to do Ooh. shit with the apple. Your favorite. Uh, and this was another one. And I remember having to do like this ridiculous sequence of things in the game in order to, for that kid to help you. Like you had to like find some bubble gum and attach the bubble gum to a stick and you had to pull something out of the drain, out of like the storm drain. You had to MacGyver this shit. Did, did yeah. Sierra make this? I don't know who. It, might, it very well could have been actually. Now Sounds like that kind it. of logic. I mean, it was an NES game. I'm sure I have it, but I don't have an NES. Well, I have several NESs, so I'm well, not saying we could make it happen. I'm just saying we, we should play the Star Trek 25th anniversary. Yeah, NES if you game. have it, we should do it. Yeah, I'll find it. I recently got the I think Deep Space Nine game for Genesis. Oh, really? It was a gift from a friend. Cool. Yeah, there's a couple of DS9 games that are terrible. But there's one that's actually okay. I don't know <laughs> which one this is. It's not. No, the one that's okay, I think, is a PC game. Mm. It's called Harbinger. I don't think it's. Called I think it's called Harbinger. I don't know. Hmm. Anywho. Anywho. Do you get to play Fizzbin? No. Fizzbin, though. Fizzbin's complicated rules. Yeah. Apparently it, it makes, a, makes a reemergence in DS9, too, with oh, Quark playing it or something. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, Kirk is obviously making it up yeah. as he goes. There are no rules to Fizzbin. It's but just... presumably, I bet you, the Sigma Iotians, they make they, they take the rules that they know and they run with it. Like, awesome. their, like their fucking pool table. <laughs> yes. Although, see, that's the thing. I don't think, I don't think they're at all creative. I think that's the problem: is that they're very good at mimicry, yeah. but they they have no creative capabilities whatsoever. So they only can work with, like that's why they still haven't invented rules for pool, and they're just <laughs> bouncing balls around the table because they can't. They do not have the mental capacity to imagine rules for a game unless they are told what those rules are. That seems mm. legit. Well, they got those couple of rules, and yeah, it's it's a strange game, but it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I also read that there was an, an unexplored DS9 uh, concept in which the crew from DS9 would visit this planet, you know, yay many years after this episode would have taken place, and that all the Sigma Ioceans now dressed like Kirk and Spock. Oh, that would have been a in, great episode. In Starfleet uniforms and stuff. Oh, and that their mimicry had taken that level, and that would have been cute, but they never did it. Oh, so, there's actually... So, Disney mm-hmm. has done, you know, comic books of their characters for years. And they've been going strong internationally for since, like, the 50s. Uh, they come and go in America. They don't tend to sell as well here. But the Donald Duck comics especially are huge in Europe. And there was an old story where they go to this forgotten land. They find this lost city that had previously been discovered by some, like, southern gentleman explorer in the 1800s. Was it Foghorn Jacorn? 
Kinda. Okay. And while they're there, you know, they, they meet, you know, they're, they, it's a very, the whole society based themselves around this one guy. This, this random southerner. So they, they talk, you know, in sort of a genteel southern manner and this <laughs> and that and blah, blah, blah. I say, I say. Exactly. And then years later, they wrote a follow-up comic where they go back, and they're now all dressed like Donald ah. and have anger issues. So, <laughs> so Everyone has to have Donald's anger issues. I don't know if they actually have the anger issues. But do they but all have Donald's voice? They have the weird suits and uh, all that. And so they kind of they kind of did that in, in the Donald Duck comics. That's cute. Yeah, I think that would have been a fun idea. I mean, there's, there's certainly episodes of Star Trek that are just jokey, and I think that would have been a good one. Mm-hmm. This one, this one was just so good. I, were, I loved it. It was so ridiculous. I give McCoy so much credit in this episode. There Not McCoy. So much Scotty. The... I give Scotty a lot of credit. Oh, for, yeah. For understanding anything that's going on. Mm. From the very, very beginning when Oxmix says, oh, yeah, meet me at this intersection where there's a yellow fire plug. <laughs> and McCoy's like, oh, yeah, Scotty. I keep saying McCoy because I'm a crazy person. Because you're obsessed. I am obsessed. No, and Scotty's like, yeah, yeah, I figured that out. Here you go. How many yeah. yellow fire plugs are there in that city? It's insane. Every intersection has a different color fire plug. Um, what the fuck is a fire plug? It's a hydrant. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, God, concrete galoshes. Or oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another aquatic waterfowl <laughs> sort of uh, thing. Yeah. Um, Although, I, I mean, that you could actually see that that one has fallen out of common enough use that mm. he's like I saw a vaguely the cold something yeah <laughs> and he has also not whipped out random ass ultra specific facts that's so. true we should, I just wish we'd seen more of them in ridiculous gangster outfits trying to be gangsters oh you know so there was so I feel like there was an overuse by the sound designer in this episode of the silly fight music oh I, I said that at one point it's like oh it's the wacky music I love the wacky music <laughs> Oh I did a very similar dance. Yeah. That's what, that's because the fights were all so stupid and terrible. Oh, well, yeah. But and the big were... boing with the trip on the copper wire. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Kirk can't drive. That and then, like, amazing. he picks up, like, a blanket and, like, does, like, a... Yeah, yeah. what was that? Like, a, like, I, mean, a I thought... fighter thing. Say, it's Toro, Toro. I thought he was just picking up to rip it to create more noise. But then he didn't. He used it as a weapon. It was so bizarre. Yeah. Oh, you were going to be angry earlier about Kirk's driving. Do you remember why? Oh no, I was. I was actually gonna gonna just make it. Did they joke. fuck up your pizza order or something? Speaking of pizza order, I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> food. All right, let's order some pizza. But um, go on. Anyway, um, <laughs> so now all of our listeners are hungry as well. Yeah, and, and want to go to, to arcades. arcades. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could go to an arcade that serves pizza. Chuck E. Cheese's. Oh, the, oh, the pizza at arcades is never good, good too. No, it's true. But it's good in a. It's good, good if you want diarrhea. Part of your brain. Piggy's pizza? No. Oh, it was like this. It was like a brand. It was like a brand of pizza that they often had at bars. What was it? Okay. It was called Piggy's Pizza. Yeah, no. And it was like it was like pre-made like pizza that they would sell at well, like, like a Mama like Celeste. A, like or what? It was kind of like Mama Celeste, but it, you only they only sold it at, at like arcades and, and huh. bars and stuff. And I haven't seen that in years. Um, you keep trying to make a point. We yeah, Kirk driving. Oh yeah, Kirk's driving. So yeah. And, you know, I realize that, that this is actually not a pedantic complaint because okay. there's a, a, a timeline split involved. But I thought this might be your point. But you'll remember that in the first Abrams movie, Kirk is a very proficient driver as a young boy who steals his stepdad's car and 
outruns the police and then drives off a cliff. God damn it, young Kirk. You um, bastard. Now, of course, I can't be pedantic about that because that is a separate timeline. And there's a good chance that Kirk's real dad, who in this timeline has survived, evidently, was not a driver. Did not have a classic car that Kirk could steal and drive See, around. that's only because there was... Like we talked about this a while ago on the show, but like that opening with Young Kirk went through a lot of permutations for due to cuts and rewrites and things like that. When did they At put in one... the fucking Nokia product placement? Ah, uh, pretty early. That you was know, there from the beginning. More than anything in the, in the Abrams movies, the fucking Nokia product placement is the thing that pisses me off the most. I forgot it was in there till right now. It's so, so bad. More than Thundercrash Bandersnatch being calm. Because here's the thing. You know why? Because it's not even the product placement that pisses me off. It's just that somebody thinks that Nokia is going to survive into the 23rd century. Yeah, no, Are you fucking serious? Yeah. McDonald's anyway. will be okay, though. But yeah. Yeah, um, shit. Nokia's barely idea. alive today. Come yeah, on. No, that's, <laughs> but you no, know why? Because they wasted all that money on product placement in Star Trek. Mm. There was a scene that eventually was excised. I don't know if it was filmed and excised or excised during drafts, but it was actually supposed to have been George's car at one point. So your your complaint could that's, have stood. Oh, that's interesting. But because it's vague whose car it is or was. Oh, and that's why he steals it and... Stuff because he's well, like, it's but his my stepdad caught yeah. the Nokia product placement is because his stepdad calls him to yell yeah. at him about stealing his car, right? But that was I mean, the early version was Kirk was mad that it become his car, oh. right? Yeah. Again, it's it's that whole scene's a mess now, and even so, he'd still be pissed, even if it was his dead father's car, he'd still be pissed he was stealing it if he felt that it was his. Now, right. if I could be a different kind of pedantic, even if we had assumed that young Kirk in both timelines had access to an old car. Mm-hmm. A 1960s-era classic car is a very different beast from a 1930s automobile. Yeah. Yeah, but I still feel like, you know, he would know what a clutch is. Yeah, like, but... He need Spock to be like, hmm, what, what is it? Oh, it's a clutch. Yes, Yeah, ah! I suppose they did both have clutches. Of course, we don't. We also don't know maybe God knows what the Ioceans did when they made the, their first automobiles. They could be yeah. a mess. Yeah, how did they figure that out? If they figured out how to build a car, because again... By the same token that this book on gangsters probably didn't have instructions on pool, they sure as fuck didn't have the entire inner workings of the combustion engine when, and... When the Horizon got there, they were in their early industrial phase. So they may have already stumbled across that stuff, and that's why the cars just look the way they do. Well, they, fine. Well, Oxmix also says that the that the ship left behind other books as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. True. Some blueprints and shit. Yeah, we didn't how, fucking use those. How, how we to make useful busy. stuff that we don't want. <laughs> yeah, so maybe there was instructions in one of those about how to make a car. So, yeah. speaking of Oxmix, I noticed everyone calls him Oxmix, but on the posters that feature him, his name is spelled A-O-K-M-Y-X. Which was suggesting it's supposed to be Ockmix. Ockmix. So I assume that was a miscommunication to the printer or something. Maybe. Because everyone very plainly says Oxmix, which would suggest that first letter after the O should be an X. Oh, I did love that in in Krakow's big poster of him with the targets. So there's a target on his face so you can shoot things at his face. And the other target's just on his wrist. So he can't hold his gun. Yeah. He injure his ha- wrist, he can't hold a pistol. That's true, he'll uh, drop it. it. I think it meant to be the arm. heart and the, his wrist was happening the way, over the heart. Yeah, yeah, that's a good was point. Funny. But I like your your snap suggestion though. If you shoot someone's wrist, they'll drop their yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah, your video game logic. Yeah, that that makes sense. Go for the, you go for the knees. Yeah, well, his knees weren't in the picture, so. Oh yeah. You can draw, uh, also, draw him Ox, in the wall. What's great too is his name. I don't know if this is the point of his name, but Oxmix does sound like it was some sort of powdered drink during the depression. <laughs> 
Yeah, I could see that. You know, some sort of... It's like tang. Yeah, or one of those things that people nowadays insist is delicious, even though it isn't, like moxie. Moxie is terrible. You're all wrong. Mm. Moxie does kind of taste like battery acid and cough syrup. How do you drink battery acid? Well, more often than moxie. Mm, Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, I I don't think I've had moxie since I was a kid. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it's... Because I hate Anisette stuff. See, I, I will explain why I, I don't like, like Anisette, and I still don't like Moxie. There was a kid in high school that, There's like, always a for, kid in high school. for a month or so, well, yeah, you know, he's like, ah, oh, I'm drinking Moxie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went out of that. It's a statement. Quick. It's making a statement more than enjoying a drink, I think. Yeah, it's making a statement, and that statement is, I have no working taste buds left. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only statement that can be made from, no offense, Ames. What about I still love you. I remember Tab. My grandmother yeah. used to drink that shit. I mean, it, I never drank it. I don't, I I see, I don't remember. Around. I know it was like diet cola. It was in a cola. pink can. Yeah. yeah, I think um, they figured out it was like killing people, right? Wasn't it like contributing to cancer or something? Didn't they get I rid of it, it for some like, reason? I think it was like it had, Full it of had super... aspartame in it. And I think that they've... When aspartame fell out of favor, so too did Tab. Yeah, I'm sure they still make Tab. But they do. They, well, they used to make it as an energy drink. Oh, yeah, it got rebranded as an energy drink for a while. That's weird. Yeah, it was really weird. Like in the long, like, in the long, thin, like... Red Bull cans as well, but like but still that still that pink tab, pink. Like yeah, tab's gonna be the hip thing for the young. That's that's, that's, that's what that's some street urchin thought. would have loved it. I don't know. I would sure. totally drink energy drink tab now. Ironically, I, I know. Uh, I don't even. I, I don't think I've ever actually drank tab, so I don't know if it's any good. I I do recall drinking Moxie long, long, long ago. But I don't remember much about what it tasted like. I remember as a kid, it tasted like assholes. It still tastes like assholes. Okay. How many assholes were you tasting as a kid? A lot of them. Well, as a as that's I'm so sorry. Kid, kids are more sensitive to like bitter flavors. Kids can't do bitter. I think kids a, are a, more a, sensitive a, to assholes. assholes. Well, <laughs> it's actually it's not just that. It's also that our taste buds die as we get older. Mm. So it's like you have the most taste buds you'll ever have when you're six, and as you when you're thirty. So you're saying as children are right, vegetables are. Well, that's gross. interesting. As when I was a younger, oh, yeah, but I still think vegetables are gross. When I was so. younger than I am now, and I'm not very old, yeah. But when I was younger than I am now, I used to drink. I used to try to drink alcohol that didn't taste like alcohol. Like that was what I would go like. Yes. Like, like what? Well, just like just Wine mixing, coolers. mixing shit, basically. Cosmopolitan. Putting, putting, you know, putting coke and stuff. Okay. But well, now like I'm, what I do when I add you take juice your liquor to wine. straight. Well, yeah, juice and wine. Ooh. You know, an Irish juice. And uh, what's Irish juice? It's, it's when you Play add, an Irish when you coffee. add booze to anything oh, okay. that doesn't yeah, have booze. Yeah, in right. It. Of course, yeah. Because you know, Irish are drunks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard. Um, I'm well, not Irish, so I can't. I can't. Make fun of Fucking the Irish, Finnegan. But I got a little Irish in me, so I, I have. I'm, I'm. Well, I've had a little Irish in me. Oh! Oh! Anyway. Wow. Um, <laughs> that made the recording. <laughs> but um, yeah, as I as I've gotten older, I've, I've gotten a much better taste for just booze, and I don't know if it's because I'm an alcoholic or because my taste buds have changed. It's a little bit of yeah, column A, a little bit of column B. What in Rome? One of my coworkers, because she, she had a little coffee machine in her office, so she makes her own coffee, and she's got a little stack of coffee cups that she got at, like, a dollar store, and I'm willing to bet the coffee cups weren't made somewhere where English was the first language, because it's just got random coffee types written, like, oh, cappuccino, macchiato, Irish coffee. I'm like, <laughs> they didn't know what Irish coffee was when they wrote Who that Who would on. buy anything for f- eating, for consuming? 
At the dollar store. Well, I know that it was a dollar store. I was just assuming because of the. I don't know. I think print. you get like paper plates and shit. Yeah, but I'm tra- no, no, no. I mean like eating. No, no, no. He's saying mugs, not coffee, but mugs. Oh, mugs! I thought you were talking about like K cups. No, no. I mean like no, no. no, like, no they were like, mugs. No, they weren't mugs. But they were like just like paper, oh, paper cups. cups? Like, I understand. Were, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm the kind Kirk drinks his coffee out of. I've understood now. I thought you were talking like for whatever reason my mind went to like curing cups. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've yeah. eaten things from the dollar store and I'm fine. You know. Are you okay? So, um, <laughs> but I don't think it has anything to do with so, the dollar you know, store. Maybe we can cra- maybe I can crowdsource this. I'm going to put it on the podcast. Okay. There's a brand of snack foods. Yes. Called Brims. So tasty. B R I M apostrophe S. Okay. It seems to be a southern thing, but it's like a dollar store brand. Now, here's the weird thing about Brims. I went to their website. So, okay. Well, let me let me give a little story here. Yeah. So I went. So there's a there's a little. Uh, Superette sort of, you know, convenience store up the street from my house. Uh, and I was up there, I was looking for some snack food, and I just saw that they had these, this product there called Brim's Pizza Rings, right? Okay. And I was like, I was like, well, that's interesting. They look kind of like Funyun sort of things, but they were pizza flavored. And I love pizza flavored shit. Like, like those combos. Combos, combos. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like that flavor for me is great. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to try these out. I've never heard of Brim's. You know, pizza ring sounds a little weird, but you know what? They're like a, a, a buck, and I'm going to buy the bag, brought them back here, and they were the most delicious snack food I have ever eaten. They, they were, were really so good. good. The fucking, the flavoring on them was perfect. The texture, like, it, it wasn't like a Funyun texture. It was more like a cheese ball texture. Mm, okay. I like that. Oh, it was so good. They Why don't a, you just see if the people at the Superette can order you Well, something. I asked, and they they're like, oh, they're, they're, you know. They're, you they're, asked? They're, when did you I, ask? When I went up there, and they didn't have them again, I asked. I was like, oh, do you still have, do you still carry brims? They're like, oh, well, you know, they only give us, you know, our distributor stocks it. So it's like, mm. oh, well, whatever. So I went to their, so yeah, I was like, man, those are so fucking good. I need to get some of these. These fucking things. I hope maybe maybe someone from the Brims company is listening to this and is seeing this as a great advertising opportunity and will pay us in, in Brims in pizza rings and a little bit of money wouldn't hurt. No, yeah. I'll just take the pizza rings. I would, just like I would I would accept pizza rings <laughs> for payment for this advertisement. So anyway, I went to their website to be like, I wonder if there's like a you know where to buy sort of thing or like can you send me a case and then like here's the weird thing about their gross. website now here's the thing where the Brims people might be a little upset in this advertisement because oh, I'm shit. I'm looking at their website and it's like our product like the, the the menu options at the top are like our products uh, you know our products our history you know the standard things on a business website and then like one of the options was eternal salvation what oh they're southern so I click on eternal salvation just. What's this all about? And then I looked at the bag, the empty bag of brims that I had, and it was there was like Bible verses and shit on it. And I'm like, what? And there was it was like linked. It was like the weirdest thing. It's like a snack food company whose side business is salvation. Salvation. Yeah. Arguably, then salvation is their business and snacks are their side. Jake, business, Jake. That's possible. I'm gonna point out then that if anyone from Brims was listening, they switched off about half an hour ago when you said God was shit. That's that's a good point. <laughs> Although, actually, sometimes those sorts they'd see that as a challenge, mm. and they're going to stick around. And we are going to convert this heat. How many pizza roll pizza via rings, pizza rings? Do we listen, have to stuff well, this listen, boy's listen, listen, listen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, right. Brim, Brim's people. <laughs> if you are listening, then I need to tell you something. The God stuff, I don't care. I can take it or leave it. You know, I, I'm not personally a God person. I get that you are, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm not so crazy on the proselytizing stuff. So if you can keep it to yourself, that's even better. But you know what? 
you know what? Your snacks are just so fucking delicious, so fucking good, that I will accept your pushing your Jesus stuff on me. I will I will suck your Jesus loving cock if it tastes like pizza rings. Okay? Because those pizza rings are so fucking good. I'm not even kidding. And so anyway, long story short, I've been back to that 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 convenience store. I've been to every other convenience store. I've never seen them again. I was at the dollar store and they had brims, some other product, not mm. like brim like brims. You know, it was like brims pork rinds or something, something gross. Ooh. I didn't want. So I'm thinking that we now brims. Just lost everyone who likes pork rinds. Well, I just I well. I, you know what? I, the, I just the name. Like, if someone was just like, "Oh, this is just like like fried pig skin," I'd be like, mm, "That sounds okay." But rinds to call it rinds bothers me. I don't know. It's, it feels grosser. So the only piece of action you want is more Brim's pizza rings. Pizza rings or any Brim's product with that pizza flavor. Like, I, can we just send us a package of the seasoning, and Jake can put the pizza ring flavored seasoning on everything he eats? I'll just eat it straight. I would just eat it. You just uh, we come in here and you're like doing lines of it like from a dollar bill. Just, uh, God damn, that's a right. rush. So anyway, dear listeners who are not brims, if you're brims, send me brims. If, if you're, you're not, if you're not brims, find and, brims and, and send you us spot brims. brims in the wild. Tell me where to get them because I'm not a huge snack food person. Like I don't I don't buy potato chips usually. You know, if it's a special occasion, every now and again I'll buy like nachos and, and stuff like that but like uh, you know I'm, i don't we don't keep cheese balls in the house anymore after the last time <laughs> after, after the incident <laughs> after after the after like the five gallon jug of uts uh, oh fuck yeah that thing's fucking delicious for like four dollars it's so good but like it's yeah. dangerous so we don't we, we don't generally keep that kind of food in the house unless you know we're buying it for you know one-off thing but I'm telling you, man. If if you can give me brims, man, I will fucking I will I will have like a standing order with the brims people, for like send me. I will be I will be the eight hundred pound man. <laughs> That's what I'll be. I will, Am I gonna say in this? I wash myself with a rag on a yeah, stick. Exactly. What the fuck it's is that? Good. The Simpsons. Simpsons. Okay, oh, this has God. been a very long interlude. <laughs> Is it because you're hungry again? I, am I was gonna a say, are hungry. we done uh, here? Because uh, do we have? No, I oh, and have we only got on that because you were talking about dollar store shit. <laughs> Any final thoughts? I had, I had a thing I wanted to talk about. Yes, please. I don't, please. I don't know how much, seeing as Jake has talked half of the episode about snack food. So here, here's the thing I've been thinking about. So the Horizon saw the the Sigma I Oceans hundred years ago before the Prime Directive presumably was in effect. Yep. And tainted them with their books. Yep. And somehow that was enough to ruin their society enough that, mm-hmm. that they're no longer on a, a course of, of zero interference. Yeah. This makes it okay for the Enterprise to go in and take responsibility and how to fix things? Well, that's what they were trying to get them to figure it out on their own so that they could meddle without clearly meddling. Well, yeah. And, and plus, you know, Spock obviously had a... Had, took exception to Kirk's solution. Yeah. You know, Spock was like, Captain, I don't agree with what His, his solution of... See, I thought that they only were, were opposed to the Federation taking 40% of whatever cut the hell they're talking about. 
It's like, oh, okay, so the Federation's going to get 40% the of horrid, their profit. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so I, th- I feel like it's not necessarily okay, but at the same time, the, the, the contamination had happened. Yeah. Right. This was beyond the point where. But it, it happened. It happened a hundred years ago, and they formed a society around it. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, remove and say, "Go back to how you were a hundred years ago. Ignore no. everything." I, but I think that Kirk felt their Federation had a responsibility for at least undoing the damaging parts. Like, there's this society is obviously not sustainable. Yeah. No, and it's like gonna... they can't just. You can't just be doing hits on everybody all the time. Yeah, no, and, it, and they're I don't not. Know. I feel like that's how a lot of societies are run. They're not advancing though; they are stagnant. Yeah, but then again, mm. if you take the if you take the view which which I have, which is that they are incapable of advancing on their own, mm. then because that's I mean they've built a bunch of gangstership, but they haven't progressed in a hundred years at all. Yeah, they're stuck in the nineteen twenties right. yeah. for a hundred years. So you know, once they get those fancy heaters. <laughs> and they can kill each other properly. I think we're going to see some of this in in uh, a private little war that we're watching for next time. Mm. So here's my here's another here's a backup question. Do we ever see the Federation actually follow the Prime Directive? Well, here's the thing: you you don't hear about the Prime Directive when it's followed. It's like it's like when you don't notice that you you hit a green light because you notice when you hit a red light. Exactly, it's confirmation bias. The only stories that we hear about the Prime Directive are times when it's gotten fucked up, or it's being stretched, or is threatened to be yeah. broken. Yeah, I know in TNG that we see them try really, really hard to stay uninvolved. Isn't there a whole episode where they like? They put, like, a whole primitive village into the holodeck for a week or something to convince them they're not being transported to another planet. Well, that's, making that's, that one up. The, that's the plot of Insurrection. No, no, but there's totally, there's definitely an episode like that, too, though. There's, well, there's a, there's some really fucking weird episodes. That might be an episode exact, that's exactly that plot, but I'm remembering, like, there's one where they go to a, where there's a scientific team that's monitoring a planet, mm-hmm. and... Something goes wrong, and like they're they're using like a duck blind with a with a holodeck, so the the, the natives of the planet who are like these ancient people. I say ancient, but I mean like you know they're yeah yeah you know what I mean primitive primitive people. They see the Federation people, and they think that they're gods. Yeah, and they believe that Picard is a god. And if someone asks you if you're a god. You say, say yes. yes. So, like, Picard, in an effort to convince the, the natives that he's not a god, beams one of them up to the Enterprise. Oh, Jesus. Because that's going to work. Right. And, like, tries to level with them. Like, like listen, lady, like, you're in space. Uh, you see, that's your home down there? And she's like, oh, my God, Picard, you're so powerful. Heaven is, is amazing. There, there's nothing you can't do. Yeah, and the that's... only way he's able to convince her that he's not a god is by... Letting her watch someone die. Letting right? her watch yeah, someone die. Yeah, that was fun. Anyway. Jesus. Yeah, we. so I don't know. That's the thing. We only hear about the Prime Directive when it's gone wrong. Yeah. So it's possible that there are many instances where the Prime Directive works fine. I don't know. I'll believe him when I see him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the, the problem is... They don't make for good storytelling, and, and for one I think, thing. And I think Everyone weeks, followed the rules and we're fine. <laughs> in the two end. weeks, we're going to hit... Patterns of Force. Patterns of Force... Which I've, which we've already alluded to enough that I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything by saying it's the Nazi planet. Yeah. Mm. Where it's the exact same plot. It's yeah. the exact same story. It's less funny because it's Nazis. Well, and also this time it was done on purpose. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. A, a ship goes to this planet and is like, you know, what? we're gonna do Nazi shit. 
But we're only going to do the good parts of Nazi shit. Because there are good parts, evidently, Spock. And then, of course, they read the book. They read the book about the Nazi shit and realize, oh, well, there's like 0.05% of Nazi shit is good. And the rest is horrible. But we better do all of it. <clears throat> fucking Spock. I can't believe that fucking... He's out of his Vulcan mind, I say. <laughs> there is actually also this... I mean, technically this predates the Prime Directive. But there is actually a whole episode of Enterprise that centers around the fact that they... Someone, I think, forgets their communicator on a on a less advanced world. And they have what to go Bones back doing there? and try to find it. And like, Unlike this episode where they just have a good laugh. And now when they freak out, they're like, oh shit. And they desperately need to find this communicator or whatever. Mm. Maybe that phaser. Either which way. So they, there are times where they realize, oh god, what have we done? And try to fix it, but it doesn't necessarily go well. There's a good episode of Voyager, which is a rare statement yeah, to make. Yeah, Where the, the ship is in orbit around a planet that is in some sort of a time bubble. Okay. Where on the planet, time moves incredibly fast relative to oh, outside the Oh, I know this one. So, like, Voyager shows up, and they're looking at the planet, and they're like, oh, it's like this really, 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 really primitive society. You know, they're like, they're just doing cave paintings and shit. And the, so, like, Voyager's up there for, like, a day. Meanwhile, thousands of years on the planet have passed. And the whole time, they have had Voyager in the sky. Oh, no. So they think that Voyager is, like, this thing that's protecting them and is, like, a constant in their world for many, many generations. Oh, wow. And eventually, like, they invent a space program, and they try to visit Voyager. And, of course, they get on board Voyager, and everybody on Voyager is frozen because they're still in their time yeah. bubble. Like it's, the physics and science of it don't really work, but it was a It's a cool concept. Yeah. yeah, I like it. And the whole idea is that, you know, well, Voyager, without even really doing anything, by just orbiting this planet, has completely... Fucked inf- its... Yeah, influenced its, its development. Jeez. So the Prime Directive is a delicate, fragile thing, and mm-hmm. this is the short version. It certainly is. This was possibly my favorite episode ever. Really? It was so ridiculous in a way I am 1,000% behind. Which, the gangster one? Yeah. Yeah, I like I like it. It's it's a good episode. It's silly as hell. I mean, it's it's classic yeah, they, they, original they, series Star Trek. They yeah. took the oh, people like the comedy and tribbles. Let's go fucking nuts with this. Yeah, it was no, really it's good. It's a good great. it's a good sort of sci fi story. Yep. The hats were great. The hats were great. Great hats. Yeah. And they they themed the you know, ox mixes people odd fedoras. Krakos? Krakos people. Krakos all had straw boaters. And then the set design, the costume designers realized the only other old time he had is derbies, so everyone else had derbies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did I did think it was a little odd that when they took the the costumes off of some of um, Oxmus's men, they were just wearing long underwear under them. Oh, it's the 30s, of course. Yeah. I didn't realize you wore long underwear under everything. You didn't unless time. it was winter, but, it you know. It wasn't winter. It but became they... a trope of, like, old-timey clothes yeah. equals long johns, fair basically. Enough, fair enough. I didn't see. Did they have the little flaps on the butt? butt? I don't know if we I ever saw think, them from behind. I don't think we did. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I actually really did like this episode. You know, it's certainly a classic. Yeah, uh, and it's and it sort of, I think, encapsulates the entire mood and tone of the original series. In that sort of, it's campy. It's fun. It's got an interesting sci-fi sci-fi plot and lots of goofy shit happens. Yeah, exactly. It was a good time. Yeah.
Yeah. And then we have our automatic spinoff of the street urchin getting his revenge. Yeah. Or he becomes prime minister. One <laughs> I think he's going to be the treasurer when he grows up. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, then, this has been episode uh, episode 24 of A Star to Steer Her By. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, as always, do please find our Facebook page. We are on Twitter as at SSHB Podcast. We are SSHB Podcast on Tumblr. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. You know, uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Next week, we will be reviewing The Immunity Syndrome and A Private Little War. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is Jake. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Or we'll put the bag on ya. They wake up. They learn that they are now being inducted as thralls, which are basically just gladiators. Jake's favorite movie. Gladiator is an amazing movie. I know. You we love can get Gladiator. To that. It is a good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's Queer. a great, it's one of the greatest movies. Queer Giraffes. What? Queer Giraffes. Queer Giraffes? You don't remember the Queer Giraffes and Gladiator? I don't remember the Queer Giraffes and Gladiator. We'll get there. I only remember, on, the, I only remember the awesome fucking movie aspect of Gladiator. <laughs> Jake fucking loves Gladiator. I hear about this constantly. So, every day you wake up and he just reminds you, Ames, have I told you lately <laughs> that I love Gladiator? That's pretty close, actually. <laughs> She couldn't believe me when I was like, I think Gladiator... She thought I was joking when I was like, Gladiator's a great movie. And, like, I still don't think she really believes me. Well, well, I've only seen Gladiator the once. I know you watched it. I know you watched it on a weekly basis, so...